I want to share with you something from the Word of God tonight uh, that is very simple and basic, but yet overlooked by probably a majority of the body of Christ. All right, now look with me at Ephesians chapter 1. And I know that's quite a statement to say that most people look over this. I, I just think people are living in darkness concerning this truth. And that's tragic, but, uh, you know, when preachers don't know anything, how can the people know anything? And so uh, we want to go to the Word and find out exactly what thus saith the Lord instead of thus saith tradition or thus saith my experience or thus saith, saith Uncle Joe or, or, or someone else. What does thus saith the Lord? And we need to have an understanding of what belongs to us. Now, now in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3, the Scripture said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. All right. Uh, some words I want to point out to you in that passage is the phrase, has blessed us. Everybody say that loud, that out loud, has blessed us. Now, if you add the rest of that to that, you see that it says with every spiritual blessing. Now, what that means is that there are no spiritual blessings that have been withheld from us. It is a past tense reality that God has already blessed us with every spiritual blessing. There is not one single thing that the Lord has withheld from you or from me. Okay? Now, lest we trip up, and I'll show you this in more than one place, but uh, lest we trip up over the phrase spiritual blessing and we're thinking I don't need a spiritual blessing. I need a physical blessing. Physical blessings are a part of spiritual blessings. It is this spiritual blessing in heavenly places simply referring to where these blessings reside. They reside in the spirit realm, not in the physical realm. All right. Obviously, if God had blessed us with all physical blessing, period, there would not be any person who's received the Lord that would be physically without anything that he's provided. But obviously that's not the case, okay? Many of us have gone through periods of time, and maybe right now you're in the middle of one where you are without some type of physical blessing. The truth is, the reason we're without is because in Christ, these blessings reside in the Spirit. And it must be, we must learn how to draw it out of the Spirit into the physical, natural world, into our bodies in this case. But it is a past tense fact that God has already blessed every single one of us with everything. There has been nothing, like I said, I, it's worth repeating, there has been nothing left out that God is present tense withholding from any one of us. 
Amen. When a person is born again, God deposits healing and every other blessing into their spirit. Okay? Now, what we're talking about, obviously, we're talking to the majority of us are born again. And so this is a fact. For those who are not born again, this is an available fact. (laughs) This is something you can step into very quickly. But if you've been born again, the moment you accepted Jesus, healing was put into your spirit man. The real you, the part of you that is eternal. You received every spiritual blessing. It is deposited in you. Therefore, you could rightly say that you have every blessing from God right now. Doesn't mean that you see it now or feel it now, but you would be correct in saying, I have everything from God. I have all that I'm going to get. Amen. You understand that God deals with us inside out, internally, and then it works to the external. Amen. You know, even I think about a statement that Jesus made when disciples were asking about uh, when, is, when would his kingdom come. And Jesus made the statement about how the kingdom of God is within you. Within you. And, and he wanted them to get, get away from this idea, something's coming. Something's coming. And realize we already have. We already possess all that God has. Okay? There is great detriment done when the gospel is preached, the word of God is preached with always a forward-looking mindset of what God is going to do. And it gets people in a mode of waiting for God to do something, waiting for God to provide, to meet a need, to heal a body, even with the whole revival talk, okay? And thank, and I'm not saying revival is not legitimate. We love it. If you're not vived, you need <laughs> some vival. <laughs> and if you had it, then you might need revived, right? And, and not taking away from special moves of God. But if too much emphasis is placed on, I believe God's going to do it. I believe there's something coming. I believe it's going to happen. Then we get out of the present tense reality of what the Lord has already blessed us with. Amen. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some things that are definitely future. Say, the coming of the Lord. (laughs) I can't talk about that in present. That is a future event. And there are things that are future events. But this truth gets overlooked by so many. And this is not the only place that it's at. But uh, we need to understand again, when Jesus moved in, he came fully loaded. He came with the whole package. He didn't come and just kind of sprinkle a little bit here. And if you're good enough and if you work hard enough, he'll give you a little bit more. And if you pray hard enough, he'll give you a little bit more. And if you believe real hard, then you'll have a little bit more. He'll keep adding to you. No, the fact is when you were born again, you got everything. Everything that God has in all his blessings, including what we're focused on now, his divine healing was deposited in our spirits. Thank God. This is good news for some who've been looking for it. <laughs> this is real good news for some who've been trying to get it. Uh, uh, listen, l- let me make some statements uh, that hope- hopefully will knock some lies out of minds. All right? No one has ever remained sick or diseased 
because God refused to heal them. No one is present tense he, uh, sick or diseased or something of that nature because God hasn't yet healed them. Now, I want some of you to think about it, and if you think, oh, that's me, I'm telling you, that's not you. There is no one that God is waiting to heal. There is no child of God that he has withheld it from for a later date for some mysterious unknown reason, or for even a known reason for that matter. Mm, good, got you thinking. It is common for people to believe that their current situation of lack in some area in some area is a result of God not coming through for them yet. Sometimes, uh, you know, whether it's simple areas that we can readily grasp a hold of, like God's love and acceptance, or God's joy and peace or prosperity, but even healing. You know, I heard a very well-known person on television one time, and he was talking about his condition. I, I don't remember, forget what it was, uh, but his condition, that uh, his physical condition, and he said that, you know, people would come to him and tell him, why don't you pray, you know, so God will heal you of that. And his response was, well, you know, I have, and he hasn't done it yet. And uh, I thought, well... You know, I don't come down on the guy because he just doesn't know. I, I feel bad that he has a microphone because he's likely confirming the wrong beliefs of others. All right, and giving someone that kind of belief and because he's well-known, people give it credibility. But God is not withholding his healing from him. The fact is, he had healing residing in his spirit at the very moment he was saying that. All right, if God already gave us every spiritual blessing, including the healing virtue of God then how could it be that he at the same time is withholding it from us? You know, if you think about it, if, if, um, if I give this Bible to Amy, is there anything else I can do if, she's, if she really wants a Bible? She might sit there and pray and say, I'm just praying for my Bible. I'm praying that you'd give me a Bible. And I believe that one of these days you're going to give me a Bible. Well, I can't do anything about her having a Bible. The fact is I already gave her a Bible. You know what she needs more than anything? Is knowledge of the Bible that she already has. And when someone skips over what they have and they try to get it, there's nothing else that God can do except give Understanding, knowledge of what's already present tense in our hand. In this case, in our spirit. Amen. And so, and so again, oftentimes people are looking for God to do something that he's already done. And you, you see, when, when we present and talk about healing this way, those questions of, is it God's will? It's too late. What do you mean, is it God's will? I think God maybe doesn't want me to be healed. 
how can you say that? It's even if he didn't, he should. If he didn't, he shouldn't have. The fact is, he has already given it. The answer is yes, because he's already done it. Amen. Amen. The reason for this is because our healing is based upon Jesus being raised from the dead. Dying for our sins, taking the punishment, taking the stripes, taking the whipping, and conquering death, being raised from the dead victorious in that act, everything was past tense dealt with. When a person wants to be forgiven of their sins, do do uh, are they presented with the possibility that God might not want them to be forgiven? Someone said, I just want to be saved. I want to give my life to the Lord. And you say, well, you know, we believe that God does that. We believe that God loves people and forgives people. And, uh, but we don't want to get your hopes up because, you know, sometimes you never know. God, you know, might want you to be forgiven five years from now. It might be sometime down the road. Or maybe, you know, we just have to put it in his hand. Put it in his hand. He's already put it in our hand. And, and, and again, we laugh and, and chuckle about that. We, we think, that's silly. God loves everyone. He, everyone is forgiven. They just need to receive it. Well, when did forgiveness take place? When was forgiveness provided for? It was provided for at the exact same time that healing was provided. Amen. Those spiritual blessings have all been given us at the exact same time. Amen. Here's a fact. Most people live without the full blessing of God in their lives. Here's the truth. There is nothing you need that hasn't already been provided for in the work of redemption. Absolutely nothing that we ever need that God hasn't already provided. You remember the scripture over in, uh, let's see, was is it Second Corinthians chapter 1? I wanted to get the reference right since... Quoting it, Second Corinthians chapter one, and yeah, over here in verse twenty it says, "For all the promises of God in Him are yes, and in Him Amen to the glory of God through us." All the promises of God are what? In Him yes and Amen. Why is the answer to every promise yes? The reason is that other phrase is because all the promises of God are in Him. All the promises of God in Him are yes. What does in Him mean? In Him means in Jesus. In Him or through Him or by Him or in Jesus are redemptive words that refer to the work that Jesus accomplished through His death, burial, and resurrection. The reason the answer is always yes to every promise because those promises are in him and when Jesus died for the sins of the world it is and was an accomplished fact and it can never be undone not that God would undo it but it's just it it can never go backwards any person now whether they're nice or mean whether, they, whether they've done good or bad, whether they're good-looking or ugly, doesn't matter. If they'll call upon the name of the Lord, 
they will be saved. And if God changed his mind about them, there's nothing he could do about it. But of course, we know he doesn't. He, he, he wouldn't. But I'm just saying it can't be. These things are a matter of fact. They're not up to a decision. God is not deciding. He's not, when we lay hands on the sick tonight, God is not going to be making a decision when we get to each one and saying, okay, there's one yes, no, 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 yes, 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 no. There is no decision-making process going on in God's mind. You know why? The decision has already been made and not only been made, been paid. (laughs) Jesus already did the work and now healing is provided for all. In fact, let's get back to this truth. If we've been saved, we've already got it. Amen. There is no Christian who's not healed. (laughs) Absolutely. Now I realize there are people who are not healed physically in their body, but sometimes the reason for that is because they're looking for something to come to them. They're looking for something to happen to them, not realizing that that something has already been planted inside of them, and they just need to defend their position. Not trying even to take ground. We're not moving the enemy back. The enemy's been done moved back. The enemy's been defeated. He has been conquered. His territory has already been conquered and taken from him. Jesus spoiled principalities and powers, right? Made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Jesus already took back the territory that was lost when Adam turned it over to him. Now he freely has given it, given it to the body of Christ. It's not something we're trying to get. It belongs to us. Amen. Amen. Timing is everything. You ever heard that statement? Well, a lot of things that's really true. True about your golf swing. <laughs> true about a uh, wide receiver going out for a, you know, a certain pass pattern. I don't know if anybody watched football today. <laughs> uh, timing is uh, involved in a lot of things. Timing's also very critical to healing. And this is one of those areas that, again, we could trip up in because people get into that area where they believe that my healing time is sometime later than now. But if I've already been given healing, my healing time can't be next week or next year or when I get to heaven. Let me just blow that one right out of the water here a minute. I was in a meeting one time and a minister, and he was a good man doing some good things, had some healing gifts flowing through him, word of knowledge and, and, and gifts of healings. Uh, and he said in the meeting, he said some will be healed tonight, some will be healed later, some will be healed when they get to heaven. And I thought, I knew that the only ones that were going to get healed were those who got healed by gifts and manifestations of the Spirit. Everyone else was, was left out there because he didn't give a whosoever will type of call. And that's the way the Lord is. Let's not believe the lie. Well, maybe my healing is when I die and go to heaven. Listen, you don't need healed when your body dies. 
When your body dies, it goes in the ground. You're free from it. Huh? There is no sickness in heaven. There are no healing meetings in heaven. There's no disease. No one has any problems. And, when you know, whether you're talking about our spirit separate from our body or our glorified bodies, just not going to have to deal with sickness at all to any degree. All right? So if that's a hiccup in anyone's mind, maybe my time is... Maybe I'm going to be healed when I go to heaven. No, not going to need to, okay? Your body can decompose and you won't even care. <laughs> You'll be laughing. It won't even, you won't even give it a second thought. People on the earth might be thinking about, well, should we cremate? Should we, you know, bury? Should we put it to sea? Or you say, say I care about that. Well, maybe you do. You care about it now. You won't care about it then. And I'm not saying if you give instruction, that's fine. That's fine. But how many know most of that stuff is more for the people who are left anyway? Because we have an emotional attachment. And, uh, but that person who dies, they're not thinking about their, their body for a second. I mean, not for a second. They're not wandering up in heaven. wonder if they did what I told them to do. Now, they better not have put me in that cemetery. I told them I didn't want <laughs> I told them I wanted to be over there. You won't care. <laughs> Your only thought might be, I want them to be comforted. I want them to come through this time of loss and grieving and, and, and be free by the power of God. So when it comes to timing, it is critical to know that the time for your body to be healed is now because healing was forever settled when Jesus was raised from the dead. When people don't see their bodies instantly healed, and thank God we can see our bodies instantly healed. But when people don't see their bodies instantly healed, sometimes there's a rationalization that comes into their mind where they're trying to figure out why. And there's nothing wrong with that. We have minds and we're thinking, all right, why didn't it happen all like I thought it would happen or wanted it to happen? And so people start thinking about it and rationalizing why did it happen this way? And often they begin to see that uh, they see their healing as a set for a future date. And they'll read scriptures about Abraham. Remember when about, the, uh, about his promised child, Isaac, and how that particular miracle, it was appointed for a certain time. And Abraham had some years to get in faith. But that, that child coming into their life was appointed for a certain time. But that is not a comparison that we can make for healing today. Okay, would the Lord ever promise you and tell you he's going to do something in you in your life at a future date? Absolutely, but not healing. Hmm? And let me say this. Someone said, but I think the Lord has told me that I'll be healed on next month or something like that. If he did, you know, the only reason he would is because that's what you were able to receive. That's where your faith was. And he loves us so much. He will work with us. But it's not because it's unavailable today. It's not because he hasn't done it yet and we've got to go back to the cross and Jesus has got to take one more sickness upon him because he forgot yours. Hmm. Think about it for a moment now. If it were not true that Jesus took all of our infirmities, he bore our pains, and these are partial scriptures that I'm quoting, Isaiah 53, Matthew 8, 17, all these scriptures. Uh, if it weren't true that he took all of them, 
then where would we get our healing? If Jesus didn't completely deal with the sickness issue, where would we get healing from? See, people haven't, haven't thought about this. Someone said, well, well, God, he's God. He can just do it. No, he can't. If God could just heal anybody just because he wanted to, could he also just forgive anybody just because he wanted to? The answer is no. If the answer were yes, Jesus didn't have to die on the cross. Because God in his godhood, being almighty and all powerful and all loving, he could have just swept on in after Adam and Eve had sinned and said, ah, don't worry about it. I forgive you. But how many know it wasn't that easy? Did he want them forgiven? Yes, and he went to great lengths and planned an amazing uh, redemption story so, and suffered and died and took a lot so that the forgiveness that he wanted to offer could be a reality. Up until that time, he did what he could. He said, kill the bull, kill the goat, kill the lamb, and they'd cover sins for a while so that judgment wouldn't fall on them and they could have some sort of relationship with him. Right, But he wanted us forgiven and he wanted us healed so he went to great lengths to make that available. The truth is if we can't all be healed, we can't all be forgiven. Amen. How can God heal what he's already healed? You know, there are other areas that this comes into play. Sometimes people will say things like uh, in their prayers. And Lord, I just pray that you'll be with us. Be with us? Lord, please be with us. I thought he already was with us. I thought Jesus already told us in Matthew 28 that, Lo, I will be with you always, even till the ends of the age. Do I need to pray for something that he already said he would do? Amen. Or people will pray, you know, as they're leaving church services. Lord, go with us. Lord, go with us? Did you think he wouldn't? You think he stays here? Does he stay in the church when we go home? I'm kind of thinking, this is automatic. When I leave, he leaves. Because he's going with me. But see, see, here's what I'm pointing out. That mentality has been so pervasive in people's talk and the way they pray that people have this idea that God is coming and going. He's with you sometimes and he's not with you other times. You have to pray up real hard. If you'll pray for a while, worship, lift both hands and God will be with you. And we've equated feeling his presence and feeling an anointing with God being there. But I'm here to tell you that whether you feel anything or not, God is there. Why? Because he said he was. He said he would never leave us or forsake us. And if he said it, he's here. 
<laughs> at all times, ever-present help in time of need, he's always there. Now, I, I don't know, I didn't point out to you First Peter chapter 2, and so we, we should. I know some of you know this scripture well, but that's a good thing. First Peter chapter 2, I want to establish, I've been doing a lot of talking and referencing scripture, but here in First Peter chapter 2 in verse 24 is a redemptive verse that looks back at what Jesus did for us on the cross says, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree. Notice that past tense, bore our sins. Every time a person wants forgiveness and wants to be saved, Jesus doesn't have to get up back on the cross. He already bore all our stuff. Uh, see, in his own body on the tree, that we having died to sins, having what? Died, past tense. Are you alive to sin? No, in Christ you are dead to sin. The old guy has kicked the bucket and the new guy is alive and doing well. Righteous before God, blessed with every spiritual blessing. This is the present tense uh, condition of our lives. You, you know, when you read scriptures in the Old Testament, in the Psalms, you have to realize when they were written. Don't just take every scripture as God telling you something about your life today. Don't read Job and find your life in there. Are you listening? We can learn some stuff from Job and about his patience and, and, and some really godly characteristics. But Job, was, he wasn't even a covenant man. He, didn't, he wasn't under a covenant of any kind, let alone the new covenant, let alone a better covenant established upon better promises. You can't work your way into that story and think that's what's happening to me. Amen. I know that's just a little quick Job blurb, but uh, when David would, would say things like, uh, take not your Holy Spirit from me, create in me a clean heart. You know, people sing songs about that. Create in me a clean heart. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. Well, that, that's again, that's a wrong mentality. We live in an age and a time, and back then the Holy Spirit did come and go and anoint people for certain things and anointed David as a prophet and a king and so forth. Uh, but the Spirit of God, He moves today, but He never, when I say moves, flows. There's a move of His Spirit. But He never leaves you individually. If you go out and, uh, and, and sin and do some wrong things, do you know that the Lord didn't leave you because of it? You dulled your heart and became insensitive to his presence and it, it hurt your fellowship in, in that regard, hurt your testimony and many other things. You sowed bad seed, which of course you reap corrupt, corruption for that. But the Lord didn't leave you. The Lord didn't say, lo. That means on the ground, not in airplanes, right? <laughs> lo, I'm with you always unless you do something stupid. <laughs> the moment you do something idiotic, I am out of there. And you better start praying that, I'm, that I'll come back. <laughs> that is not the way the Lord works. And he's not coming and going from your life. We are becoming more or less aware of his presence. Our confidence in what he says might be higher or lower based upon what we've been feeding on. But the fact still remains that he will never leave us. And I didn't read the rest of this scripture yet. To, again, 1 Peter 2.24, the rest of it says, Having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. 
And it's important that we see another word here that infers and, and directly gives us the past tense nature of our healing. What do you mean you were healed? When were you healed? When Jesus took your sickness and disease in his own body on the tree. And then he conquered it through his resurrection. And so healing is a past tense reality, something that every child of God already has. Not trying to get it, not trying to convince God to do it. Think about that. If I were praying, I'm going to pray hard, try to convince God to heal me. Do I really think if God doesn't want to that I'm going to change his mind? The truth of the matter is that the Lord never changes. Amen. Remember, remember Malachi 3, 6, for I am the Lord, I do not change. And another one, Hebrews 13, 8, says Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he weren't on our side, if he didn't love us, we would be in trouble. Because you're not going to talk him out of it. But the fact is, he is love. And he loves us and he gave himself for us. He's on our side and I don't need him to change. I just need to adjust my position so I can receive from him what he's already given me. Amen. And so a lot of what we're doing when we talk about receiving from God, we need to do it with the mindset that what I'm seeking from him has already been given to me. I'm seeking healing, but I'm not from a position that I don't have healing and I want God to give me healing. No, I need to understand that God has already given me healing and I am drawing it out of my spirit. Amen. And sometimes the anointing of the, the, the anointing that flows in a corporate environment through the laying on of hands, what that does is helps us to lay hold of what already belongs to us. But don't, don't see yourself as a sick person trying to get healed. See yourself as a healed person taking a stand on what's already yours and, and, and seeing that healing that's in you manifest and come right out. In the middle of it, you give all the praise and glory to God. Thank you, Lord, for what you've given me. It's working in me. It's for working in my body. Amen. Amen. Knowing these truths, what we do is simply focus on the receiving end and not on the giving end. And that's, that's unfortunately what so many, uh, I believe, are focused on. If I can get God to do it, if I could get somebody else to pray for me, pray that God would do it. No, he's not going to. Hmm. He already has. What we need to do is focus on the receiving end. You know, if I'm, if I'm driving down the road and I turn on my stereo and I want to listen to a radio station, and I turn on one that I know, you know, I know the numbers and everything, and I tune that in, uh, or, you know, or maybe you just, maybe you, you, your TV set, you know, you turn on your TV. Let me, let me just use a, what other, well, that's a good illustration, but a, a TV set, and the TV channel is not coming in. Is it your first inclination that the TV station has stopped broadcasting? You know, if you go buy a television set, you plug it in and turn it on and, and uh, my channels aren't coming in. Do you immediately start getting on the phone and start calling Channel 7 and Channel 6 and Channel 2 and, 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 call, and then call, you call ESPN and, you know, you, you call all the, all the channels and say, what's the problem? I bought this TV, spent a lot of money on that, and now you guys turn off your channels the very moment that I get my TV in here? 
How rude. I mean, no, it's not about the broadcasters. It's about the receiver. And what you should do is start messing with your TV until you can get and tune in the right frequencies, okay? Because they're going through the air. How I many know right now there are TV signals and radio signals going through this building? And if you get a radio, you get the right kind of tuner, you can tune right into them and you'll be able to listen or see if you have that type of, of, uh, of equipment. And you can see what those, what's being carried by those signals. Same thing is true with what God has provided. It's not a matter of getting God to do it. He's already done it. It belongs to us. The signals are on all the time. And it is, a, it is an accomplished fact. These things are so simple and we've made them so difficult in our minds and it's simply a matter of tuning into what's there. And we could say tuning into what's in us. It's that signal that is in your spirit being. And we're just going to tune right. What is it? It's just our thinking. It's our adjusting, our believing. Instead of believing God's going to do it someday. Instead of believing God, maybe God will, maybe God won't. Instead of believing some of these things, we just adjust our believer and say, Oh, I see. This is already done. This is an accomplished fact. God has already provided this for me. It's in me now. And so I just take it. I take what belongs to me. Let me show you one more scripture in closing. And, uh, and then we'll, we'll minister to those who have need in their physical body. You don't have need in your spirit, by the way. You've already got it. We're just going to draw it out. Amen. What the laying on of hands does, and a, like I said, a corporate anointing, it helps us to lay hold of what's already ours. We're not in an offensive position in the sense that we're trying to take ground. We've already got it. We're standing our ground defending what already belongs to us in Christ. You know, I was watching football earlier. I mean, praying earlier. And, <laughs> and uh, but, but, but I thought the game I was watching, I thought, would I, uh, you know, the team, one team was ahead going into the fourth quarter and the other team wasn't too far behind. And I thought, would I rather be trying to overtake and take the lead or would I rather have the lead and be wanting to defend that lead? I'd rather be in the lead. <laughs> I'd rather already have the points on the board and, uh, you know, and be defending that position than trying to get it. And that's the position the Lord has put us in, not in a position where we don't have and we're trying to get, position where we already have and we're standing our ground against the enemy's attacks. Amen. It's a really good position. God, God made it very easy for us to have. Mark chapter 11. Everybody there? Did I tell you that? Didn't pick it up in your spirit? <laughs> Verse 24, 11:24. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you'd ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Understand, first of all, that that last phrase, you will have them, speaks to the physical realm doesn't speak to the spirit realm. It speaks to the physical realm. You will, because how many know will is the future? When will you have it in the physical realm? After you have it in the spirit realm. And these truths are a matter of fact already, but I don't know if any of you have the NIV, the nearly inspired version. Anybody have that one? <laughs> no, actually the New International Version. I like it. That's why I'm reading it. Uh, for this verse, it says, Therefore I tell you, 
Whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and you will have it. What is the condition upon a person having in the physical realm what they desire? The, the belief that they have received it. Not something I'm going to receive. Well, I just believe that God's going to do it. That's not what you're supposed to believe. I believe that Jesus is coming back. That's a future tense event. Things like that. But as far as God meeting my need for healing, I don't believe that God's going to do it. I must believe that I have received it. Then I will have it. Can't be talking about the same thing. One is spirit. One is natural. Believe that you have received it. It's already your present tense possession. And because of that present tense possession, now I shall have it out here where everyone can see it. Or I can move it. Or I can see. I can hear. Amen. That's how these things work. It's really very simple. It's just a matter of fact. So how, how can we get it? Well, again, we use different methods, different tools. There's, And what we'll do here, I believe, is simply the laying on of hands there's anointing with oil there's a pray, there's people can pray and, and receive that way people can be all on their own and just stand on God's word and say it's mine I have it now it's not necessary to always do it this way but this is a uh, the method we use in this in these meetings because there can be gifts of the spirit manifest and all that as well method we use in these meetings is simply when we lay hands on someone it's a good point of contact for someone to say it's mine I take it what belongs to me what's in my spirit I take it now and at that very point at that very instant when hands are laid you believe that there's a transfer that comes out of your spirit now there's a transfer of anointing through the laying on of hands but again that's to help a person get what they've already got it's to help a person get in the natural realm what they've already got in the spirit realm. Amen. And that point of contact is where we say, I got it that easy. That matter of fact. No ifs, ands, buts, maybes, what ifs. No having to think exactly right. You know, have your mind purposely stayed on the Lord. Oh, I thought about my shopping list. Oh, you know. Oh, I thought a sinful thought. Oh, man, it's not about that. It's about... It's already been provided. It already belongs to me. It dwells within me. And I'm just taking it, standing my ground. And we say, I am healed. Not going to be. Not future tense. Going to be someday. I am now, so my body is responding. Amen. Amen. Let's say it out loud. According to the Word of God. Say it out loud better. According to the Word of God. I've already got it. Not trying to get it. I've already got it. Healing belongs to me. It is my present tense possession. I'm never going to lose it. I'm in Christ. Everything in Christ belongs to me. Healing works in me because I have it. It works in my body because I have it. It belongs to me in Christ. I'll never give it up. Never give it away. Never question its existence. But it works in me. Every single day.